RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. Russian President Vladimir Putin has announced a military operation in Ukraine and warned that anyone who interfered would face retaliation. Finance Chief Paul Chan says the fastest way to get the $10,000 handout to residents is by using e-vouchers. And the authorities say emergency laws allowing mainland people to work in the SAR will provide a legal basis to implement anti-epidemic measures. Russian President Vladimir Putin says he's authorized a special military operation in Ukraine's Donbass region, which he recently recognized as independent. On national television, Mr. Putin said clashes between Russian and Ukrainian forces were inevitable. It was just a question of time. Mr. Putin also warned that anyone who interfered in Russia's operation would face retaliation. Whoever would try to stop us and further create threats to our country, to our people, should know that Russia's response will be immediate and lead you to such consequences that you have never faced in your history. We are ready for any outcome. Minutes after Mr. Putin's speech was broadcast, explosions were heard in the Ukrainian capital, Kiev. There are also reports of explosions in other Ukrainian cities, including Kharkiv, close to the Russian border. President Putin was speaking as the United Nations Security Council had held an emergency session in New York to discuss the crisis. The U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres urged the Russian president to stop his troops from attacking Ukraine. The U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield made this appeal. This is a perilous moment, and we're here for one reason and one reason only, to ask Russia to stop, return to your borders, send your troops and your tanks and your planes back to their barracks and hangars. China has reacted to the developments in Ukraine by saying it believes the door for a peaceful resolution has not been completely closed yet. State broadcaster CGTN quoted China's UN ambassador Zhang Jun as saying during the Security Council meeting that China welcomes all efforts to resolve the crisis through diplomatic means. The Reuters news agency, meanwhile, reported that Mr. Zhang said it's necessary to avoid intensifying the conflict and Beijing would continue to promote talks in its own way. Back locally, Financial Secretary Paul Chen says he's giving out handouts in the form of electronic vouchers instead of cash because he wants people to receive the money as soon as possible. Speaking on a radio program, he said authorities already have the payment details of more than 6 million people after rolling out the e-vouchers last year. And so they can transfer the first half of the $10,000 voucher to their e-wallets in April. He said the other half would be paid in installments in the middle of the year. A business and economics professor says it would be better to give Hong Kong residents $10,000 in cash. Dr. Vera Yoon is an assistant lecturer from the Faculty of Business and Economics at Hong Kong University. She told RTHK's Backchat program that the e-voucher, which would be paid out in two installments, would not be enough to stimulate the economy because it would create a substitution effect. This substitution effect with this handout that we would spend on durables earlier and then spend less in later time period. That is one of the substitution effects. The other one is that it will substitute our existing consumption with the vouchers. So with the account of the substitution effect, overall it does not stimulate the economy a lot.
The consumption voucher will be split into several installments to be paid to electronic payment accounts. Dr. Yoon said that vouchers were an inferior currency to cash because they'll have a time limit, and there are limitations on where you can use the vouchers. David Webb, an activist investor, disagreed. You can put it on your Octopus card, and, yes, uh, and then, and then you can put the... time limit for you to finish using your first 5,000, whatever, sure, but, that but, kind of limit. It makes it not a currency. Without no, but even, a limit, that could be a, cur- a it's, good it's currency. It's almost cash, because, because the amount that people spend on basic living of food each month, and you have six months or so to spend this money, is more than that. Uh, well, he didn't and talk so, about the time limit yet. And, so, and, and so, then because it's given out in April, and he said the second wave will be given out in the summer, I, su- I suspect maybe three to four months, not half a year. Mr. Webb also said the government missed an opportunity to link the cash handouts and benefits to vaccinations. Didn't do that the first time. They're not doing it this time either. It's amazing. If you, if you, if you want, you know, they could have provided all sorts of incentives along the way instead of leaving this problem for two years to fester. Um, they, they could have introduced the vaccine pass earlier. They could have linked all the incentives, uh, all the cash handouts to vaccination. Uh, they could have even looked at non-means-tested benefits, you know, the, the, the extra money that you don't have to be poor to collect, like the over-70s fruit money. I mean, there are lots of wealthy people collecting that. Um, why don't we require them to be everyone to be vaccinated before they can collect their fruit money anyone who's not you defer it you don't you don't not pay it but you say you're not having it until uh, you're vaccinated they could have done that um, when the vaccines became available over a year ago uh, and, and they didn't a tax partner with pwc hong kong says the highlight of yesterday's budget was the announcement of progressive property ta- uh, property rates agnes wong said it could bring in more long-term revenue for the government speaking on an rthk program mrs wong said she doesn't expect the policy to have much impact on property owners this is the first time uh, we introduced um, new test uh, system for hong kong and the progressive rating system for the domestic properties will bring into additional revenue for the government. And this is not expected to have very wide-range impact on the property owners, because uh, based on the government's estimate, uh, these uh, impacts will be amounted to only 2%. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says while he plans to temporarily ban landlords from taking legal action against businesses falling behind on their rent during the latest COVID outbreak, they should still be able to recover any rent owed by their tenants from last year. He was responding to some landlords who called into a radio program to say their tenants have been behind on the rent since last year and that their deposits aren't enough to cover the amount. Mr. Chan said the authorities plan to allow shop owners to handle such situations according to their contracts. Our preliminary idea is to draw a line on January the 1st when the COVID outbreak began. We hope landlords will go easy on tenants falling behind on their rent since this date and talk with them about the arrangement. This wave of outbreak came too rapidly. Can they try to find a way out together? The amount of outstanding rent before, meanwhile, can be handled according to their contracts. 
Election Committee lawmaker Nelson Lamb says property developers should take the initiative to help struggling businesses as well. Speaking on an RTHK program, Mr. Lamb says smaller businesses have been forced to close as part of the fight against the coronavirus. And he believes it's time for landlords to also truly ride out the storm with small to medium-sized enterprises by offering rent concessions, for example. The government has gazetted emergency laws that allow mainland people to work in the SAR without needing to get licensed or registered. Damon Pang reports. Authorities said the emergency laws, which also say construction projects won't need to go through the statutory process, will provide a legal basis for it to implement anti-epidemic measures supported by Beijing, including the construction of hospitals and isolation facilities. In a statement, the government said Hong Kong's in a very dire COVID situation. It added the healthcare system and manpower will be unable to cope with a surging number of patients soon. This constitutes emergency and public danger, it said. An infectious disease expert believes it's safe for the for infected hospital authority staff to return to work if their rapid antigen test results come back negative for the virus seven days after their first positive test, as stated under revised guidelines from the HA. His comments starkly contrast with the discharge criteria announced by the Center for Health Protection, in which COVID patients are free to go only if they test negative after 14 days. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Pak Leung told a radio program that the move, which could ease the manpower crunch in public hospitals, is based on science. Generally, almost 100% of these staff members are fully vaccinated, so their recovery time could be very fast. If the test results come back negative instead of positive, broadly speaking, that individual is no longer infectious. People should not be worried, including patients staying in hospitals or their family members. There is scientific evidence proving that this will not affect patients. Starting today, people will have to show proof that they've been vaccinated when dining at restaurants as the government's COVID pass took effect. Joanne Wong reports. Many restaurants have installed an additional device to check customers' vaccination records before they enter and can seat only two people at each table. They're also required to put up a notice at the entrance reminding people not to eat or drink in areas next to their premises under the government's tightened social distancing measures. Aside from restaurants, the vaccination pass scheme covers other venues such as supermarkets and shopping malls, which have displayed extra QR codes for visitors to scan with their Leave Home Safe app. Private home prices have fallen for the fourth month in a row to their lowest level since March. New government indices show that private flat prices in January fell 1.1% month on month, but on year prices were still 1.8% higher. Larger homes of more than 1,100 square feet slipped almost 2% month on month, while prices of smaller flats were down 1.1%. Rents, meanwhile, edged down 0.4% on month, but we're up around 3% compared to a year ago. In stocks a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 22,876. That's 784 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $90 billion. In currency, one U.S. dollar will buy you 114.53 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and 12 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 52 cents. 
In sport, Liverpool have taken a step closer to the top of the English Premier League. They hammered Leeds United 6-0 at Anfield to close the gap on leaders Manchester City to three points. The lopsided result also gave Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool a better goal difference than their rivals. We take a 6-0, obviously, but it's not that we, that we think that's now the normal standard. So we know um, how, how difficult it is to deal with these kind of things. So there's just a challenge for us as well. It's an, in a moment a rather nice challenge, but it's a challenge. But we have 10 days until we play the next um, league game. We have two very important games in between. So a completely different competition. In the European Champions League, Anthony Alanga got the equaliser to give Manchester United a one-all draw to Atletico Madrid in the first leg of their last 16 tie. The former Everton midfielder Leon Osman says United will be happy with the draw. For 75 minutes of this game, you felt that if Manchester United would have been able to take a 2-0 defeat back to Old Trafford, they'd have probably been pleased about it, but... They hung in there, they made sure they didn't concede another goal, they were um, vigilant and then Ralph Ranić able to make substitutions and he's able to make three all in one goal knowing he had uh, backups to come and those three substitutions just gave United a bit of stability and a bit of opportunity to know where to attack from, came on with a bit more information from the sideline and then once they were in the game, once they had a little bit more control, Alanga came on and he had real pace, he was dynamic, he always wanted to stretch the opposition and he was the one who popped up with that opportunity and that goal that earned United a, a creditable 1-1 draw. The American golfer Phil Mickelson is making a desperate effort to save his own reputation. The six-time major champion says he regrets his criticism of Saudi Arabia and will take a break from the game. Mickelson was involved with the Saudi Arabian-backed Super League to gain leverage over the PGA Tour, and he claims his views were taken out of context. More from the BBC's Ian Carter. He says that his, his contracts are all on pause as it stands at the moment. KPMG, with whom he has been associated since 2008, say their deal with him has ended by mutual consent, so there is significant fallout. He's taking himself out of the limelight. Will we see this three times Masters champion playing at Augusta in April? There must be a huge doubt over that now. And as I say, he does appear rather damaged goods, very damaged goods, in terms of his reputation and golfing career right now. And taking a look at the weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight, mainly fine, dry in the afternoon, moderate northerly winds. The outlook still cold tomorrow morning, mainly fine with temperatures rising progressively in the next couple of days. The temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large. Sunny intervals early to midweek next week. The temperature right now at the observatory, 15 degrees Celsius, and the relative humidity, 61%. And to end the news, our top stories once again, Russian President Vladimir Putin has announced a special military operation in Ukraine and warned that anyone who interfered would face retaliation. Finance Chief Paul Chan says the fastest way to get the $10,000 handout to residents is by using e-vouchers, and authorities say emergency laws will allow mainland people to work in the SAR without licensing or, uh, uh, sorry, without further licenses. That's the news from RTHK. Say oops, upside your head. 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 I'm back at you again. Radio station is WGAP. Say oops, upside your head. Say oops. Now on all you got and you
snappers, you show tappers. And you love lappers. I want y'all to say this with me. afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me Sadia Osmani. Now I'm going to be looking at personality tests today and I don't know about you but I find personality tests quite intriguing. I'm no expert but I am going to be telling you between 1.30 and 2 today about the cube. It's a Japanese test. I will tell you all about it and I suggest you to get some pen and paper so you can participate. And then after 2 p.m., Christy Lay, a producer of RTHK Radio 3, will be joining me as my guest for Chinwag. 
Christy will be looking at a couple of those popular personality tests and whether they really do tell us about ourselves. And then after 2.30, Andrew Dembina, a man with a big personality, is artsing around again. And he'll be giving us the latest updates from the local and global art scene. So that is all coming up on the programme between now and three o'clock. Thank you.